I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the show. It is almost the month of December, and I just wrote an article that was recently published about, uh, it's called Advent with Mary, and I want to share with you just the the opening lines uh, to get us ready for this great season we're about to approach. Uh, the, The article begins like this. Two words about Mary from the Bible describe most of our lives in December. In haste. The two words, in haste, describing Mary going in haste to see Elizabeth. We run in haste to the mall, to the post office, to the grocery store. In haste, we rush to the office parties and pageants. We pack the bags, pack the car, race to get the house clean and ready. There are only 24 days left to fit everything in, so all must be done with haste. While the month of December has its moments of joy, for many of us, words like stressed and overwhelmed more adequately describe the norm. So I thought I'd just share that with you as we're getting ready to enter into the month of December and approach the the great season of Christmas and Advent leading up to Christmas. And with us today, we have a very special guest. I'm excited to have my dear wife, Beth, with us. Beth, welcome back to the show. Hello, friends. Great to be with you. So when you hear about this idea of December, what, what, what do you think, honey? My heart starts racing. I start to hyperventilate. My mind starts going crazy thinking of the boxes that need to be checked and all the gifts that need to happen and the Christmas mailing and extra stuff at school. And yeah, that's only part of it. You should see my planner, guys. It's like crazy marked up. This isn't even it right here. You're looking at it. It's woo. It's crazy. The full blown planner that I'm not yes, even able to see yes, right now. Yes, the master list. <laughs> yeah, so. I can't show it to you. There's stuff on there you can't see. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so December and is 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 a stressful time in the three household. We wish that it was all focused on Jesus, and then we're going to share with you a number of things we try to bring in to to keep that focus. But we just want to be honest and human with you all that it's often a, a great struggle. So, what should we be thinking? What should we be doing in this in this period? Thinking and doing about just preparing for Christmas. Yeah, in, in this great, this great, these great weeks leading up to Christmas. I think just staying, being committed to daily prayer. Obviously, one thing that last year was an immense help for me was um, many of you are familiar with Blessed Is She. It's a community for women um, apostolate, and they put out an Advent journal every year. And last year was the first year I did it, and it was awesome. I think last year was written by Laura Kelly Finucci. Um, so I got it again this year. It's beautiful. Um, I'm excited to dive into that. But that having that as kind of the foundation and something to look forward to every day, that was huge for me. Yeah, I think that's something we want to keep in mind here in the Advent season. You know, uh, when Advent begins, you're going to notice the colors change at church. <laughs> we got the color purple again, uh, and we have the color purple appearing in another great season, and that's Lent. And people don't often think of Lent and Advent having much in common because Advent's all exciting. You're getting ready for Christmas, right? But remember, Lent is a period of penance, and that's why the color purple features prominently. And that tells us something about Advent, that Advent is actually a period of penance. It's a time where we're supposed to do some extra acts of love, extra acts of service, extra acts of sacrifice, and extra acts of devotion. 
Uh, and so one of the things you just mentioned there was carving out that time each day for prayer. Uh, and, and it could be, again, we're busy, we're traveling. Some of us, we're going back and visiting relatives and family. We get out of our normal routines and prayer could easily fall to the wayside in those periods. And, and we're all busy getting ready to go. Uh, keeping our focus and taking that time for prayer is absolutely crucial. And, and, and you mentioned this Advent journal. How, how did that help you last year as you were going through that? Well, it just gave me a baseline to kind of come to every day, and it was focused on um, different women. Um, a lot of focus. I think I, I'm confusing it with the Lent one. I don't remember specifically, but I don't know. It just really brought everything together. It was scriptural, and hmm. yeah, it was it was good. But that I think combined with you know whatever you can fit in in terms of daily mass, extra adoration. Hmm. I know when when Advent has gone well for me, it's the same kind of thing. If I've got something to carry me through, not just a, oh, I'll say a couple extra prayers here and there. I, I'm so right. excited for it this. To be deliberate. Yeah, something deliberate, but something I think you said like it was like you know, there was a theme that kind of right. kept, kept coming back to day in and day out. This year, can I share with you? So, uh, one a book that I'm very excited to work through, and you may want to try to get this one. It was uh, edited by my dear friend at the Augustine Institute, Christopher Bloom, Dr. Bloom. It's um, it's Reflections from Blessed John Henry Newman, so uh, taken from many of his uh, homilies. It's called Waiting for Christ, Meditations for Advent and Christmas, and it, they're, they're short little reflections for each day. And I, I love Newman, and I'm so excited to, to have this as my Advent journey for this particular year. So you might want to check that one out as well. Uh, but... You know, in the season here, I think about Mary a lot. You know, so Mary's described as going with hate in haste to visit her kinswoman Elizabeth, who's pregnant. And if there was ever a woman that had an excuse for feeling overwhelmed or feeling stressed out, or I just need a little me time in the days leading up to to Jesus's birth, it would be Mary, right? I mean, she's not just getting ready for a baby; she's getting ready to give birth to the Messiah. And she <laughs> rode a donkey <laughs> that always floors me just being nine months pregnant and getting on a donkey for how many days was it how many it would miles have been three to four day trip i just yeah i mean a car ride for three hours nine months pregnant and i'm done <laughs> I, I just yeah props to mary for that one but yeah but think about it. mary goes and makes all those sacrifices to go serve and i'm always struck by that because uh i know that you know, when, when we can get overwhelmed, we, we can get stressed out. We tend to close in on ourselves. We can focus in on all we have to do, all the boxes we have to check off. And, and then we can get stressed out with other people around us. And I know that's my tendency. Um, but, but Mary is a good reminder, especially in the season that, yeah, she's running in haste, but she's not running in haste to the mall and to the post office. Not that those are bad things in themselves, but she makes it a priority run in haste to what matters most. She's running in haste to her kinswoman, to be with her family, to be with her relatives, to spend time with them. She's running in haste to praise God as she does in the Magnificat. And, and that's, a, that's a great examination of conscience for us. Are we using this the this month of December, not as the month of December, but as the four weeks of Advent? Are we really carving out that time to run in haste to what matters most? Our family, the people in our lives, our spouse, our children, our friends, our co-workers. Are we running in haste to the chapel? You mentioned adoration, you know, are you running in haste for, you know, even if it's in your own home and you, you're just waking up in the morning with a cup of coffee and you're doing a little bit of prayer, but you're, you're carving out that time for relationship. Uh, I, I think that, that's, that's one of the most fundamental things to do. And it just helps to, 
If that's all we do during Lent is just keep our focus Advent. on prayer. Advent, yeah. yeah Lent too, but uh, mm-hmm. this was coming up here in Advent. If, if that's all we do is keep our prayer focus, I think I think that's a great victory. And I want to speak to the mamas here because it sounds like we're just recommending one more thing. I will say if you can make prayer number one in Advent, everything else is going to fall into place the way it's supposed to. And even the stuff that you see, oh, shoot, I didn't get to that this year. What am I thinking? It won't matter. It won't bother you. It won't bother the other person. It's just God has a way of ordering things for us when we order things for him. Amen. Amen. So thinking of ordering things, um, what are some what are some things we people can do in their own personal lives or maybe in their if their families? So speaking to families here, you know, maybe what are some of the things we've tried to do to keep our focus during this crazy month of December to keep our focus on Advent? I would say when our kids were small, I did much better at Advent, just in terms of I had more energy for it. It was more simple. You know, it wasn't as crazy. There weren't as many outside things pulling on us. Um, I don't know. I I liked to decorate for Advent, working in the purple and the pink and the pine cones and having different Advent wreaths. And then also kind of gradually over time transitioning. Like I remember we would put up the tree earlier, but have no lights on it. And I would put up dark purple and rose ribbons. And then maybe we would add, you know, certain ornaments related to the Jesse tree to um, a Christmas tree. But we wouldn't turn the lights on because the lights mean Jesus has come. Jesus is the light of the world. We train our little people. Why do we have (laughs) lights at Christmas? Because Jesus is the light of the world. It's really adorable. Um, I don't know if Eleanor knows that. We should well, make sure. She's at that age. She's two and a half now. She's yeah. ready to go. She knows many things, so she'll, <laughs> she'll pick it up. Um, so that was one thing that I always enjoyed. Um, yeah. What would you say, Ted Sree? Yeah, you know, I there, there's something fun that I've done. Maybe one day I'll publish this little work I did years ago. Oh, this is hysterical. <laughs> years ago when uh, the kids... Wait, wait, wait. All of you, Ted Sri is not just a theologian. He's an artist. I'm letting you in on a little <laughs> secret. Ted Sri the artist. You've not seen anything like this, guys. Okay, I, I, should, I should post a picture of this. You someday. totally should. Put, the, yeah, you it, should put that with your article. Yeah, I am an artist, but I'm a very bad artist. <laughs> oh, it's so great. So I, so I wanted great. to take my kids, and this is when our older two maybe were like, Five and three. Five and three or so, and just take them through the story of salvation history. Uh, From creation to the fall to Noah and Abraham and the Exodus and David and all the way up to Mary and Joseph going up to Bethlehem to kind of just just go through that story week by week. And uh, so that that, that, that year, I just... Every couple of days, I drew a new picture related to On something. index cards, I, like four by six yeah, size Small index little cards. index cards. I yeah. would just draw little pictures. With chicken like scratch. Little stick figures. Anyone who's had Ted for a class knows his handwriting leaves <laughs> a little to be desired. So his pictures even more so. 
So I, so yeah, I, I, so I drew great. pictures of each of the six days of creation. I drew pictures, yeah. the ones of the animals in the Garden They're of Eden. The That's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and then there was, uh, you know, the fall and they really just, it was, but it was a way to just have a little picture and I'd have them, you know, in my lap or sitting on my side and we would just go through the story and it's been a tradition. So now that those kids are my teenagers, they just laugh about advent the advent cards. cards. I go, Oh dad, you got to make sure you do advent cards with the little <laughs> kids. Now you got to pass that on. And so they get all excited every year about doing advent I cards. I think they like it so much because it's not so beyond them that they know they can imitate these <laughs> works of art themselves. <laughs> oh no, the, 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 I think, I think they would draw better than I do. <laughs> so, but, but that idea of like kind of just taking them through the story, you know, there's different Bible books you could easily use. You don't have yep. to have artistic skills. <laughs> uh, certainly don't. But, but that, that was a way to kind of have the children kind of remember why, what are we doing here in this season? You know, we're remembering the coming of Christ. We're entering into that story of Israel. And, you know, so, and at each phase of the story, I would have a different candle come out. So it was four candles. I drew a picture of one candle, then two candles, then the third one with the pink candle, then and the fourth one. And you even colored them. And That's I colored great. them. Yeah, it was really good. Nice and work. I stayed nice almost in the lines. Uh, but but the idea was that, uh, that why do we have four candles in Advent? I don't know if, do you, do you know why? It really it's the four weeks of Advent, of course. But why are there four weeks? Why are there six weeks or seven weeks? So those, seven's a good biblical number. Why four? Because it reminds us of the 4,000 years of salvation history, 4,000 years of biblical history. So as we go around the Advent wreath, go around those four candles as if we're walking through the story from Adam to Abraham to Moses to David all the way to Christ. Um, so that was one fun thing we did. And I remember another thing is we would listen to Advent music in this season as well. You as know, much as we can. As much as we can. The kids all love to listen to Christmas songs too. But we try to bring in some Advent music and there's beautiful, great Advent hymns in the Catholic tradition. So go online, take a look at, you know, online for Catholic Advent hymns. There is, what was the one? I don't know. Does it exist anymore? Oh, the New Hampshire, what was the name? Magdalene. Magdalene, Magdalene College. Magdalene College in... Yeah, is it New Hampshire? They've merged and become a different Saint school. Thomas, if you find Auto Magdalene College choir or something with their Advent hymns, everyone at the school had to be in the choir, and they were pretty good considering not everyone has yeah, a musical and, background. And you could tell it wasn't like professional. Yeah, it wasn't, it was like, but it, they were some good songs. But the songs were just My great, and that CD. was just so good to have these beautiful songs like "O Come, Divine Messiah," "People mm-hmm. Look East." Um, on Jordan's Bay. On Jordan's Bay, Creatures of the Stars of Night, mm-hmm. or Creator of the Stars of Night. Yeah. These are just beautiful Advent hymns that help you enter into the longing for the Messiah. You know, because. Power Rose, Air Blooming. Yeah, these these That's are great, great songs. And then, of course, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Okay, let's talk about this song, okay? I cannot do anything with O Come, O Come, Emmanuel until December 17th. Why? I just cannot. Well, I know why. You tell them why. Oh, <laughs> if someone tries to sing that like the first week of Advent, I have such a hard time because, <laughs> okay, so the song is based on the prayers of Vespers, which lead up to... Vespers is the evening prayer evening that prayer all priests and religious recite. And everyone. So each one, each verse of that song deals with a different day of what is referred to as the O antiphons because they all start with O Oh, yeah, so it's the antiphon to the to the hymn of that evening, and so there's a, a, a there's these seven titles related to the the coming of Christ. Right, but the reason I don't want to sing that song <laughs> until then is because what we do is we snowball that song. So December seventeenth, we start with the second verse 
December 18th, we sing verses 2 and 3, and then the 19th, 2, 3, 4. So by the time we get to Christmas Eve, we're singing all seven verses. And we usually sing this as a family before we eat, like during when we say grace. So that's why I buy that. <laughs> by the time we get to the 24th, I'm done. I'm so done with O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and I don't want to hear it again until December 17th. It's a beautiful song. It's a traditional chant. Yeah. And it's, it has, yeah, the words are... Their scripture and their vespers. Yeah, and and, and, and actually, if Old Testament. That, this was my follow up to the advent cards. As I end I, a couple years later, I did little note cards related to the the the, the O antiphons, so all the titles of Christ. Uh, so, uh, do so, you want to tell them which one's your favorite? Oh, I don't know. Do you remember which one's my favorite? Key of David. Oh, Key of David. Oh, yeah. Do you want to tell them why that's your favorite? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you tell them. Oh, guys, listen. Dr. Sri has a birthday in December. That's another reason why he likes this month so much. Because <laughs> little Teddy gets both birthday and Christmas. Yeah, so my, my birthday uh, was uh, right before Christmas. And so it was a big cross growing up as a kid. I, I would always have my uncles and aunts Who loves and you dearly. cousins and neighbor friendly friends when they would come to buy and bring me a gift. It was, oh, here's your, your one gift for both Christmas and your birthday. And they'd always give it to me with a big smile. And I was just kind of like, ah. <laughs> but, uh, but you mentioned Kia David. That's the, that's the O antiphon for that particular So you day. always have the same readings. I have the exact birthday, same reading cool. every single year on my birthday because it's related. The liturgical reasons are, the readings are all the same. They're not, they don't change with is it mark or matthew or luke at, at that point it's the They're same reading in. every year so so that's a happy day in the three house we we lift any kind of advent fasts on the 20th and usually christmas preparations like intense christmas preparations like decorating putting the tree up begin around daddy's birthday sometime around there yeah yeah so on the schedule so anyway i just thought listeners you'd like to have that little inside scoop on <laughs> Doctors well, you you just mentioned something else here about um, like lifting of our fasts and things. I think that's an important thing to keep in mind that during the Advent season, remember, we should be doing some kind of devotion. So Beth and I have talked about whether it's like some extra prayer, having a good devotional book you can pray through throughout Lent or Advent. Uh, maybe it's doing some acts of service. Maybe it's listening to these Advent hymns or reading the Bible stories, whatever that might be. But, but we should also, in this kind of a season, a penitential season, make some kind of sacrifice, some kind of mortification. Uh, it doesn't have to be as intense as Lent, but there should be something. And, you know, what we've done in our family, we've, and our kids, they moan about this because it's hard in December. It's really hard. But we try to give up sweets, you know, at least, you know, when we're just together. But, like, when it's a special, like, you're, you're at your school Christmas pageant. Yeah, okay, that's fine. First solemnities, December solemnities 8th, and... St. Nicholas Day. We mm-hmm. kind of live that up a little bit. Yeah, so... But you know, so we're a little more flexible on it. It's not as intense as Lent is, but we do, but we do try to you know do a little bit of a sacrifice, and um, and you know, it's like it's kind of like adding straw to the manger. You know, you're making a little sacrifice to prepare your heart for the coming of of Christ at, at Christmas. Now, Saint Nicholas Day, we didn't talk about that. That's a good one, you know, to be thinking about in the month of December. You know, we love Saint Nicholas Day and really build that up. Uh, so we, we have the stockings out, we have all the kids lay their shoes out the night before, oh. and then we fill them with candies and other treats. The gold coins are traditionally. The gold coins. The chocolate gold <laughs> coins. So that's another fun thing. So it's, you know, again, it's a penitential season, but there's these moments, moments of, of joy. joy yes. Exactly. That we want to celebrate with. So, yeah. So honey, any, any other last 
thoughts about the Advent season, encouragement for listeners out there? I would say, talking again to all the mamas, just do what you can to keep it simple and realize that it's more about time with the family and doing things together. Um, I'm trying to simplify in ways this year. I mean, honestly, I, I tried to figure out the most formulaic way to do things. Okay. So I, we have eight kids and I get three gifts for each of them. So they get one big thing that they kind of are excited about. Hopefully they're excited about all of them. And then I give them an ornament, which has to do with them that year, you know, like I'm not going to give it away, but something, you know, milestones that they've hit. And then I get them some sort of book. So three gifts, three gifts for baby Jesus from the three Kings. Ah, there we go. But it's honestly three times eight is 24. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not including buying for Ted and our extended family. So just hang in there, mamas. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, I'll I'll give one last word of encouragement here. And I I like to share this story. It's from a friend of mine who told me about his adventures growing up in a good Catholic home at all. But he said the same thing happened every Christmas night. So the evening of December 25th, after all the gifts were open, after all the guests left, they opened up the presents. And then at the end, he had this memory as every year my mom would cry. And I remember hearing the story, oh, why? She cries of tears of joy or tears that Christmas is over. And she said, no, she'd start to cry. And then she would apologize and saying, I'm so sorry. I was so stressed out the last several weeks. And I, I just feel bad that I wasn't as present to you all. And but but the same thing would happen every year. And I, I share this story because we all we've all had moments like that where we didn't we weren't as present to Jesus as we know we could have been in this Advent season, or we weren't as present to our spouse, we weren't as present to our children, or to our parents, or to our family, because we just got caught up in all of the the worldly commercial stuff of Christmas that our secular age gets us to be caught up in. Uh, let's let's really run after what matters most. Like Mary, let's run in haste to Jesus, to prayer, to the chapel. Let's run in haste to the people in our lives so that when we reach the morning of December 26th or our evening of December 25, we don't look back and go, oh no, I blew it again this year. Let's let's see what we can do this year to make it a little bit better. So my friends, if um, I, I, I want to recommend, Beth, you, you mentioned that one resource that you have. What, what's the journal called again for the listeners? That oh, it's the Blessed Is She Advent Journal. They tend to sell out, oh, so it may not it be, may available not be available for this year. Um, well, if you don't find that one, check out Waiting for Christ. These are Advent Meditations uh, by Blessed John Henry Newman. Waiting for Christ is the book published by the Augustine Institute. There's a book that I have also I'll mention to you. It's called The Advent of Christ. It's Daily Scriptural Reflections to Prepare for Christmas. This book is published by uh, Servant Books, Franciscan Media. Uh, it's called The Advent of Christ. You can find it on my website as well. Uh, but this one walks through the biblical story of Christ's birth, telling us about uh, Mary and Joseph and the Magi and the shepherds and uh, Elizabeth and Zechariah and John the Baptist. So really kind of taking us through those biblical stories and applying them to our lives. So biblical reflections for each day in the season. These might be helpful resources for you. Uh, we'll be praying for all of you that you may have a blessed Advent. If you want to reach out to Beth, you can find her where? Where can they find you, honey? Uh, my website is borntodothis.org. Borntodothis.org. She's on Facebook and Instagram as well. You can find her there. And of course, you know, you can always reach me on my website, edwards3.com, edwards3.com, where you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. God bless you all.